Hi, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you a dynamic guest, and today we are in for a treat. My guest is Brian Basilico. He's an internationally recognized, award-winning author and speaker, and he says he's a self-professed geek. He's the founder and president of B2B Interactive Marketing Incorporated an award-winning marketing, consulting, and production company in Aurora, Illinois. B2B helps companies and nonprofits market their products and services through the effective use of online tools, including websites, blogs, email, social networking, Google, SEO, YouTube, and so much more. Brian's career spans over 30 years. Since his first production company in 1979, He's produced thousands of projects for hundreds of companies, ranging from solopreneurs to Fortune 100. Brian com combines years of marketing experience with technical expertise to build online campaigns that continue to produce measurable results. As a musician, technician, programmer, producer, and consultant, he has built a reputation for creativity, innovation, and translating geek into English. He is also an adjunct professor, trainer, speaker, and author of many marketing and social networking blogs and articles. His, uh, his award-winning best-selling uh, book is It's Not About You, It's About Bacon, Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. Welcome, Brian. I'm so happy to have you with me today. Well, thanks, Robbie. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Tell me about your history in marketing. Sure. Well, I started out at a very young age. Um, actually, I started out at 18 years old, and I built a recording studio in my dad's basement. And there I did bands, and I did a little bit of audio for commercials and things like that. After that, I went to AT&T corporate and was hired in as a technician because I have a degree in electronics and wired their uh, video studio, and then was promoted to a camera person and then ultimately an editor and then a producer. So I produced uh, award-winning videos for those guys too. And then I left them a commercial recording studio where I did jingles. I did all of the audio cassettes for Avon ladies. Do you remember audio cassettes? Huh? Oh, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a while ago. And then, uh, so I worked on like TV shows and audio for video and a whole bunch of you know, audio for whatever. I mean, it could have been like um, museums and, and, and just tons of stuff. That company was eventually bought by a multimedia production company where I went and started programming CD-ROMs and doing flash animation and doing websites. And then I left there to go work for Arthur Anderson and their training department in St. Charles, Illinois. And we developed all kinds of things we were doing. Um, we, we were like working with the very first video streaming companies before YouTube was ever invented. Left there, went to work for an ad agency, and did online marketing, banner ads, websites, that kind of stuff. In 2001, doing business card CDs, which no longer exist. If they do, I haven't seen one in a while. And then since then, I've gotten into a ton of online marketing. Especially now, I specialize in social media, in Google, Google AdWords, 
anything inside of that, blogs, podcasts, websites, all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's pretty much that's the the full history. How does that sound? Sounds <laughs> great, but you're still coming in with an echo. I don't know what the problem is, but it, you're still I don't know why it must echo. be a line or something like that. It, it could be just a bad connection. Do you want me to call back? Yeah, why don't you call back in? Because I think I will it's... Uh, and meanwhile, I'll tell them uh, some more about you until you call yeah, back Yeah, I'll redial it. Bear with me one second. I'll be back. Ryan has uh, on his website... He's calling back in because we were getting an echo, and I don't want to... On his website, you can get a free ebook, Social Media Demystified. And his website is http slash slash www.b2b-im.com. And uh, it's B2B Interactive Marketing Incorporated. And that sounds, he also has a free weekly internet marketing podcast. And that is on, um, his podcast is mymarketingmagnet.com. So he can Actually, tell us more about that. Are you back? Are you back? I'm back, oh, yeah. This is so it was oh, good. Yes. Sometimes that just happens. And actually, the podcast is called baconpodcast.com now. Um, I actually switched oh, the name. Okay. Um, and um, what what is – so you wrote the book. It's not about you. It's about bacon. Tell us what that's all about. Sure. Well, let me start with the story of the bacon. I was out giving a presentation. I speak all over the country. I haven't yet – uh, gotten into the world, but getting there. Um, but I was speaking in LA at a conference with a couple of my friends who are retail, um, they're retail people and they understand retail very well. Georgianne says to me, as we're getting ready to speak, it was now our long presentation about 400 people. And she goes, I'm going on Twitter and I'm going to say, giving a speech at CHALA hashtag bacon on Twitter, and by the time we're done, I'm going to have 10 new followers. And I said, okay. I it was on Twitter but didn't really understand it at the time. And so she was completely wrong. She had 20 new followers. So what I did is I started doing similar things, but I did it on Facebook. And what I would do is I go to about 20 networking groups a month. Um, I'm very big into networking and getting to know people. So I started taking pictures of bacon on people's plates because most of the meetings we have are breakfast meetings. And all of a sudden, people on Facebook started going, you know, they saw the pictures and they go, dude, do you have like a prepaid plan with your cardiologist? <laughs> I said, no. Um, but what they didn't realize is that everything I was posting was OPB, which stands for Other People's Bacon, because I usually eat oatmeal or something else. So anyways, the whole bacon thing was a way of branding myself online. And so I started using that to promote myself, my business, and then ultimately the book, which became – it started out being it's not about you. It's, it's about relationship marketing in a social media world. And I was having a, a meeting with one of my clients. My client saw the cover I designed. She goes, dude, it's about bacon. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God, you're right. And that ha is how the whole bacon thing started. But the ultimate thing about it is – in this noisy social media world, online marketing world, whatever it is, how do you get noticed? And that's exactly what the bacon is all about. Yeah, I have a friend of mine that was the toilet paper entrepreneur. So he branded mm -hmm. himself and then he's gone on to do other uh, books. But what is relationship marketing anyway? People, some people are really confused by that. 
Yeah, so relationship marketing is exactly what it sounds like. It is the the most incredible thing that you can do is walk up and shake somebody's hand and talk to them and meet them and get to know them. Relationship marketing is all about growing and building relationships in your business. And that's the one of the most important things that people can do. The difference between online marketing and relationship marketing is online marketing is you're just going out there and you're just pumping your stuff out there, and we've all seen it. You know, People are just saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Relationship marketing is kind of content marketing, meaning you're going online and you're posting great stuff that people like that will build a relationship that they'll remember you. It keeps you top of mind. And it's really important to know that relationships are the cornerstone of business. One of the things I always say is businesses don't do business with other businesses. People do business with people. So what we're doing in this marketing is we're really trying to build and grow our relationships. You never know when somebody who you went to high school with or college with or somebody that's at your church or that you meet at a local networking event could turn out to be the connection to your next million-dollar deal. You're so right. I always say it's all about showing up and the powers in the asking. Absolutely. Explain your concept of no, like, and trust. Okay. We've all heard the no, like, and trust. And no, like, and trust is this. No is getting to know somebody, and that's where it starts. When I said you show up at a meeting, you go to a networking meeting or whatever it is, you shake somebody's hand, you listen to them, you get to know who they are, you've started the relationship. And this, this is especially important in networking because we all know the people that show up to networking meetings, and I call them the sniper, the smoozer, and the time hog, right? They walk up to you, and they, you know, the sniper walks in, gets your business card, and the next thing you know, you're getting emailed and getting all this stuff from them. The schmoozer is the one that's just going to sit there and just, you know, hey, you know, I'm the best thing since buttered bread and I'm going to make your life better. And I, you know, I, I've invented the internet. No, thank you, Al Gore. Um, and then the time hog is the person that just keeps talking and talking and talking about themselves. You know, that's not what we do in networking. What we do in networking is we walk in and we try to be a resource to people. We get to know them and, and try to find ways to help them. So the like portion starts there is now we're going to continue the like into online. So now when we meet somebody, we're going to try to make connections. I, I sat down with somebody yesterday at a conference in Philadelphia that I was speaking at, and the question I always ask is, if I could introduce you to somebody who could make a difference in your life or your business, who would it be? And you know, then I found out from the person I was talking to that they're you know looking for somebody to help them get more speaking gigs. Well, I happened to speak to somebody who does national and international bookings for speakers. And I said, I've got just the person. I actually called that person up today and said, hey, I've got somebody for you. I sent the information and was using social media to build that relationship. That's what we do is we find ways of helping people, creating connections, and growing that relationship. That's what the like does. Trust, on the other hand, that's where the transaction happens. So trust is where if you do something nice for somebody else, if you interact with people on a regular basis, if you're somebody that is showing that they really care about other people and not just yourself, then all of a sudden people are either going to do business with you or they're going to find a way to recommend you or pay you back for the kindness that you did for them. So that's really the major concept of know, like, and trust. 
Yeah, that's so true. What platform or platform should people be using? Well, that's a tough question because it really depends on where your audience is. The first thing I always tell my clients and everybody is like, here, if you've never heard this term before, an avatar. What an avatar is, is you need to sit down and define your exact perfect customer. The exact perfect customer for you could be multiple different things. Obviously, if you're doing heating and air conditioning, it's anybody with a home, right? If you're doing uh, coaching, it's P and it depends on the kind of coaching you do. It depends on you know where they're at in their business. Can they afford you? Do they need you? What kind of coaching do you do? If you're in massage, you know it's people that have pain or, or you know are into holistic health. You've got to create an avatar of who your perfect customer is first. And if you can narrow it down to the most essential stuff, I'm looking for 30 to 40 year old women who have chronic pain that believe in you know alternative medicine and not just going on pills that want to feel better and when you figure that out then you can find them and chances are those people are going to be on Facebook or or Twitter if you're looking for CEOs or sales managers chances are they're going to be on LinkedIn and if you're looking for people that are getting married or hobbyists or foodies, they're going to be on Pinterest. So when you narrow down the, the person in your avatar and what you're looking for, then you can start to find them on those places. And that's the key. And here's another example of how to do this. It's really simple. simplest thing I can give you advice all night long is the current customers that you have, go ask them where they're at. And just do a poll. Okay, my customers, where are you? Okay, and you may find that they're on three different platforms or four different platforms. And but as you do the poll, you'll you'll see that more people maybe are on Facebook and less are on Twitter. Doesn't necessarily mean you should ignore Twitter. It just means spend more time on Facebook and less time on Twitter. If you get a hundred percent of the people on LinkedIn, then spend all of your time on LinkedIn. If they're all on Pinterest, then go there. But the thing is, is you can. With social media, I mean, there's a lot of integration. So you can post something on Pinterest and it could show up on Facebook. You could post something on LinkedIn and it could show up on Twitter. You know, so there's ways to integrate these things, but really what it boils down to is you have to have a good, clear image of who your audience is and where they're at, and then pick and choose the ones that are going to get you the best results. And sometimes it's just trial and error. You know, sometimes you just got to try it and see what happens. And don't be afraid to fail because it takes time. You know, this is, this is not like advertising where you put out you – an know, advertisement has a, a definitive thing that you do. Is you go in and say, okay, I'm going to put out an ad, and I want to trade $1 for $2. And if it doesn't return you $2 or $3 so you can make a profit on what you're doing, then you stop doing it. Social media is much different. It takes time to build those relationships, to gain that trust. And, and to catch people at the time when they need what you have and they're ready to buy. And that's, that's really kind of the key. So it takes a little bit of experimentation. So the, the you know, answer probably nobody wants to hear is everywhere. <laughs> Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people have objections. Sometimes they say, I don't get it or I don't care. What, what do you say about that? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, I hear this all the time. And, and I'll tell you another story. Okay, I was I was speaking to a conference at the Pella Window Con, uh, Pella Window Convention, Pella P E L L A, and they um, it was in downtown Chicago at Soldiers Field where the Bears play. And in walks all these forty to sixty year old men. And, the, you know, I filled the room. I mean, it was over 100 people because it was one of those where they had a, a capacity. So there's 100 people in the room, and these guys keep walking in one after one after one. And, um, you know, their wives were with them, too, and stuff like that. And the guys walk in, and they say, I don't care what your kid had to eat today, and I don't want to know when you went to the bathroom. I don't want anything to do with Facebook. And I said, okay, cool. I said, I get it. So... You know, so I went through the whole presentation. I explained social media, explained relationship marketing, and all these other things. And then I got to the end of the presentation, and I said, "Okay, look, I got a bonus for you guys. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you where you can find 40 to 60 year old women who are living in a house where their mortgage is kind of semi upside down, so they're not going to sell it, but they're making over a hundred thousand dollars and want to remodel their kitchen, their bathroom." their basements, and all this other stuff. If I could hand you those people, would you like that? And every single hand in the room went up. And I said, you know where they're at? And they know. And I said, they're all on Facebook. See, once you understand that it's not about you, it's about where your audience is, where they're listening, where they're participating, then if you don't get it, if you don't care, you need to because that's where the people are. And you need to be where your audience is. I'll give you another example of this. My wife, um, before I got my last cell phone, I got the iPhone 6, I had an iPhone 5. My wife had a rotary dial cell phone. Joke, insert laughter there. Um, so I, you know, I traded her, or I, I traded hers in, and I got her my iPhone 5, I got the iPhone 6, and all of a sudden she discovered Siri, which is you could hit a button and you could talk on the phone and you could say, text Tiffany or text Timmy, which are our kids. They're both in their 20s and 30s. And, you know, it, she could actually hit the button and text the kids by speaking into the phone, and the phone would listen to her, type it all out, and send a text to the kids. Now, she was used to calling the kids and getting no response whatsoever. But when she started wow. texting the kids, immediately they responded. So, and she goes, holy, you know what, um, so the the point is is that you need to meet people where they're at and the way that they want to be communicated to. That's really it. It's our job not to pick and choose where we want to communicate because we all tend to communicate the way we like to be communicated to. If you're an auditory person, you like picking up the phone and talking. If you're a visual person, you like typing in emails. If you're a tactile person, you like shaking people's hands. So the bottom line is, some people are going to like shaking hands and meeting you face-to-face. -face. i got clients that will not do anything online with me but need to sit down and have a conversation. There are other ones that want to pick up the phone and talk to me. There's other ones that text me. There's tons that send me direct messages on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter every single day. It's my job to be listening on all those channels so when they want to communicate with me, more importantly, when they want to give me money, right? <laughs> when they're willing to spend their dollars so that I can help them make more money because that's what I do, I need to be listening where they're at. So that's why being on all those platforms is so important. And, and when, if you don't get it, then it's your job to learn it. You know, go figure it out. Go 
Find a community college. Find some online courses. Do something so you better understand where your clients are. That's so true. I know I said I would never text, and then I started texting, and I'm like your wife. I hear from my kids more on text than I do when I was trying to call them. Can so I get what an are amen? some of the biggest <laughs> what are the big, what is the biggest mistake people making with social media? Well, the biggest mistake is that most people tend to you know they they've lost their advertising channels. Okay, you can't advertise in a newspaper the way you used to. And so they look at social media and they see other people doing ads and then all they do is say buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. I'll give you a perfect example of this is on LinkedIn you, you, all of a sudden you get a request from somebody to connect. Okay, so you say, okay, you know, it looks like a legit person. You hit connect, and the next thing you know, 30 seconds later, in your inbox is a message from them with a two-page sales letter that says, I am the best thing since buttered bread. As a matter of fact, my bread spells, smells better than any bread, and my butter is smoother than anything else. And if you'll spend only an hour watching my video, I will convince you that I've got the greatest thing in the world. So they go in and they turn it into a sales machine rather than building, building the relationship. So that's what's most important is you've got to realize that you're building relationships. If you use this as advertising, you're just going to turn people off. Because here's what I do. When people send me that and they say, watch my video, I send them another video back. I say, look, I'll watch your video if you watch mine first. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the Geico commercial where the lady has all these yeah. pictures of her friends on the wall, and, and she says, these are all my friends and stuff like that. And the other lady stands up and says, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. I just take that little clip of her saying that and send it back to them. And I never hear a, a peep out of them after that because they've realized they kind of didn't do it right. So, so that's really the key. The biggest mistake is trying to use social media as advertising. It's not advertising. It's a relationship building. That's really the key. Nobody goes on Facebook to get sold. Do you wake up in the morning and say, I can't wait to go on Facebook and see what people are going to sell me today, right? That's what you log on to Facebook for, right, Robbie? No, no absolutely okay. not. I don't like it myself. So how can that's people measure ROI? Well, and, and that's the toughest thing about social media. It's really hard in some instances to measure ROI. But usually, if you do it properly, the ultimate social media plan is to drive people back to your website. And I'm working with a company right now that is a senior daycare center. And he sent me the exact message today. He says, you know, okay, we're doing Facebook ads. And in his case, we're doing ads. It's important for him to do that. But he's doing blogs and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, you know, he says, how do I know the ROI that I'm getting? The way that we know the ROI is we've installed Google Analytics on his website. Google Analytics will tell you how much traffic you're getting from all the social media sites. So the ultimate goal with all of this is to generate a phone call or an email at one point. It may take you time, and, and there's all kinds of different rules. There's the, you know, the one out of three rule, the 80-20 rule, whatever the rule is, it just depends on your audience. But you can post like, eight pieces of great content to people that gives them instructions, gives them things to think about, tests, funny stuff, pictures, whatever it is. Every once in a while you post something that says, hey, we got a new blog post on our website, come check this out. People click on that blog post, they end up back at your website if it's set up that way. And then you can measure using Google Analytics, you can also measure 
inside of Facebook, and now uh, both Twitter has analytics built in, and LinkedIn has profile views, and Pinterest has analytics if you have a business account. So what you need to do is look at how much is this traffic coming from these social medias getting back to the place where I want them to be where I can create the transaction. So it really boils down to understanding, number one, what the ultimate goal is, and that is to get people to get back to your website where the transaction can happen, and then measuring it using all the analytics tools at your fingertips. Wow, that's good. So how much time does or should this take per day? Well, it can be done as little as 15 minutes. It depends on you and your audience. Um, me, personally, I spend a lot more time because my job is going and learning all these tools. I have to go in. Every time Facebook changes, I have to learn all the changes. I have to learn how to do advertising. But the average person can do it in 15 minutes a day, and here's how you do it. First and foremost, you get your coffee. Most people jump on their computer, and the first thing they start doing is answering email. I'm going to ask you to stop doing that. What I'm going to ask you to do is instead of doing email first, I want you to go find some great content. All right? What I mean by great content, either you write a blog, take a picture, do a little audio, do a little video, or something like that. If you can create something yourself, do it. If you can't, then go find an article on your topic. It could be found. It's really easy. Set up a Google alert for whatever your topic is. Let's just go back to the senior citizens person. They get emails every single day about things that are important to seniors. Take that article, go to social media, and post it. All right, so now you've taken five minutes to find it and a minute to post it, and then go look through any comments or any interactions that you have. Act like a human being. Give thank yous where thank yous need to be. Wish people happy birthday. Interact with people. And it should take no more than 10 minutes if you've got a system set up. At the end of the day, you don't have to post anything else. All you do is go in and see if there's any more postings or things where you're mentioned or comments or people have liked stuff, any of that stuff. So finish up your coffee, finish up your email. The last thing you do at the end of the day is go check your social media, interact like a human being, and you can shut it down. So 10 minutes in the morning, 5 minutes at night, and that's really all you need to do to create engagement if you understand the process. So what is the best way to get a hold of you? And tell, talk a little bit about your free weekly Internet podcast, because that would be great sure. for people to really become an expert like you. Absolutely. Well, let me – so there's. I'm going to give you guys three websites, and I'll talk about the podcast. So the first website you can look at is b2b-im.com. That's B, the number two, b dash im.com. That stands for B2B Interactive Marketing. I couldn't get B2B Interactive Marketing, so I had to kind of get a little creative. Um, but in that website, every single week, I post a blog. And the blog is part of a system that I have when I'm, I'm marketing to people and letting them know all this stuff. The second one that I want to let you know is it's not about you. So it's N-O-T. It's, it's not about you.com. N-O-T-A-B-O-U-T the letter U.com. That's where my book is, and there's a whole bunch of other tips on there. There's a, if you go look at the blogs, there's 365 tips that you can just go in and start reading blog tips, and there's inspirational quotes, and there's some videos and things in there as well. And then finally, the last one is called BaconPodcast.com. It's B-A-C-O-N um, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. -P 
The Bacon Podcast, I do two things every single week. I post one, what's known as a monologue with me speaking about a topic. And I also have an expert interview that happens on Wednesday. So Monday is me, Tuesday is the blog, Wednesday is the expert interview, and all three of these things work in concert. And what I do is I talk about subjects, everything from social media marketing to mindset. It's like what happens when we see bright, shiny objects, to how to get into a mastermind, to how to do email marketing. What is Internet marketing for the most basic concepts? So all of that stuff is in there, and every single week you will get a dose of that. If you, if On any of my websites, you can join my email list, and I'll send you a weekly digest of everything that's there. And it's all educational. This is not a salesy, salesy thing. It's something where you're going to learn something from every one of those touches. So if you like audio, you got the podcast. If you like the blog, you got reading. If you like video, there's there. You've got everything that you could possibly want. So on those on those three sites they can get your phone number and email because we're almost out of time. Absolutely. Well I want to thank you, Brian, so much. A lot of great information and I'm going on there myself to sign up because I want to get better at social media and how I can get better with dealing with an expert like you. So thank you again for being on the show. Robbie, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, and uh, I look forward to seeing you online. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.